Welcome back to the Trail Runners Experience. In today's episode, I talk with local trail running legend Sonia Jansen about her world-class run at the Adelaide 24-hour. Listen in to find out what it takes to run such an enormous distance of over 233 kilometers in such amazing fashion. Sonia and I also cover a range of topics as we talk in detail about her training and her recent successes on both the track and the trail and how she juggles her training with the role of being a mother and wife and working from home during lockdown. Last 50 k's just steamrolled everybody you know so that's Excellent. really cool yeah yeah so that's good but um how are you feeling after last week or the week before oh uh, it was a week and a few days ago pretty yeah. good i i think i felt i had that sort of euphoric feeling that i was feeling great in the first few days and then i think i went out for a run that i probably went a bit too hard and yeah. now I'm thinking I, I probably should rest a bit more. So I've been uh, trying to force myself to rest a bit more. And then now that we're in lockdown, it's sort of, okay, fine. We, I, I can only uh, go, yeah. yeah. I can only go two and a half Ks, 90 minutes. So there you go. Mm. Forced rest. That's what I needed. You only needed 2.2 kilometers a few weeks ago to do something. Pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking at how short the loop was going to be and thinking, oh, God. I'm going to have to do multiple loops. This is going to be terrible. It was like, hang on. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I feel like I can. I went for a, a little run this morning because I just, because I had to take my daughter to the doctor. I, um, I, I only did about half an hour and because I'm so lucky because I've got Black Hill, pretty much all of Black Hill fits within my radius. And so awesome. I'm so happy. And then a fair bit of the torrents that I would normally run on. So I'm pretty stoked. And like, so yeah. this morning I was, went up on Black Hill and it was, there was nobody. It was just beautiful. Nobody there. Oh, no, yeah. Because most no. people would drive there probably. Yeah. So I was like, I saw one guy just walking. And, um, and, but other than that, it was just me and the kangaroos. And, but like I say, I've left a bit of time. I can go out again probably later today because I've only done half an hour. And so we've got, I've got another, yeah. hour, another hour up my sleeve. But I'm going to. So you're feeling it. pretty good then after your 100K? Oh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, Except 100K is nothing. <laughs> Oh, well, it's weird. And that's the, probably one of the positive things about, even though it wasn't a great run for me, but I had, um, I wasn't really that sore. Like three days later, two days, I wasn't really sore at all. But it's just, I, um, I'm glad I stopped though. And like, you know, it, yeah. it would have gotten worse. But I did get a, bl- a blister. Did I tell you that? I got a, I ended up with this, because I wore the wrong socks and got this massive blister on my toe that has been giving me, giving me trouble. I never usually, blisters don't usually bother me. It's on my big toe and it's about like the size of a 20 cent piece. And it just- Under the nail or? No, to, on the, the inside, like next to, like on the, uh, not on the nail, which is usually where they are. And so it just, um, just on the inside of my foot. And I, and I just, um, it just wouldn't go away. And then it popped. And then it got a little bit infected. And so, oh, it, geez, and so it got gross. And so that's been holding <laughs> me back a little bit. But other than that, like I, I feel fine. Like, um, so, yeah. but, but now, cause you know, Kate's a nurse. So I've been able to, um, she's been like, she Get her has advice. got this like hardcore, no, she got some hardcore betadine and was just like, we got, got like a little syringe and injected it into oh. the, um, uh, so just to kill it. cause it was looking, it was, it was keeping me up at night. It was really bad. So, but yeah, I ran this morning and it was it was fine. So, yeah, but, um, yeah it's amazing. You got to be careful. It's easily the worst blister I've ever had. But um, you um, yeah. So, but um, I was just going to say, like the last couple of months have been pretty good for you, to put it simply. Like, you know, you've <laughs> done a lot of yeah, like running wise, it's amazing what you've done. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, especially the last run, the 24 hour. Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> well, one of the, Especially since it wasn't even the goal, my goal race. So 
yeah going out there with no plan to see what i can do was was quite exciting i think um yeah so like you were tell so you were, what were you preparing for again the btu btu british brisbane trail ultra which is supposed to be a uh, hundred miles but an awful lot of vertical gain yeah so looking back maybe my training wasn't quite on point for that vertical gain <laughs> maybe it but was. I, I was ready i was mentally ready and yeah um i think that i just i was sort of thinking about like basically going back two months when you did your first miler with me yeah at the Hubert, and I saw yeah, awesome. you've had you, you ran really great there, and but you've just had a really good sort of run since then because you sort of you just kept the momentum going because yeah, you was there, and do you think yeah. that made a big difference? Like, yeah, I do actually. I took some advice from you to do a bit more elevation and training with poles and. Sorry, my child's That's breaking okay. things. <laughs> so to do a bit more training with poles and um, in the hills. And I, I mean, I, I didn't do a lot, but I felt like I felt a lot stronger because of what I did. Yeah. And so it kept up the, the um, time on feet and like mileage, but just added in a bit of extra technical hills climbing. And I feel like that helped my flat speed more than anything else. Yeah, um, it, it really did. I mean, you ran... Oh, we'll get into the 24 hour in a second because it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But um, still after Hubert, like I'm just thinking, I'm sort of building a timeline. You've done, since you did Hubert 100 miler, which you did, yeah. you broke the female course record and you got um, fourth overall and you got, yeah. um, what else did you do that was good? 22 and something hours, what was it? 22.55, yeah. 22.55. And, um, yeah, and that was a good experience. And, I mean, yeah. I, 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 um, I'm, it was great because I can say I ran within, I, just, I was probably about 40 minutes behind you in the end, so not too bad. <laughs> so, I feel like on the first day we spent a fair bit of time running together, that, which was a, a lot of fun for me was, anyway. Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> and I think it was good, like, the, the way you paced. Um, I think we, we both paced pretty well. You paced, obviously, a little bit better. But um, you, you, finished, <laughs> you finished really strongly in that. And, um, and you know, it's hard because the, the Hubert 100, you know, you've got to, the last 17 or 18 k you've got to go up over that climb again. And that descent coming into um, oh, that bloody descent, when you get to the top of the saddle. Yeah. And it's all uh, by rocky. that point, yeah. I didn't mind so much running in the dark until that descent. I was just like, come on, sunlight. I need some sunlight. I can't see. I can't run. I wanted to get this course record, but I couldn't run fast enough. It was so tricky to, to run. That was the only section coming down. It was about three or four kilometres going down. Yeah. And, and you just, think in your mind, you're like, it's downhill. I should be able to do it fast, but you really can't. It's, it's yeah, as my, slow as the uphill. My knee was blowing up. I felt every oh. time, because it was just so uneven and, um, and very easy to like fall over. And so you don't want to yeah, fall yeah. over at that point. But then once you get down to the bottom, it's very much like, it's about eight Ks, isn't it? Just eight Ks of just, you feel like you're flying. It's probably still like six minute pace, but you're like, oh my God, but it's four good. minute pace. <laughs> no, I liked about that section too, because I ran really well through there as well in that bit. And it was, um, it's just a little st- tiny little bit downhill the rest of the way yeah, home like the perfect amount of downhill yeah yeah so you're not um so you just yeah it was good but um that was a great run and then not long after that you did um the, oh, know, the 50, 50 just a lazy was it like two weeks later <laughs> <laughs> well you say you say that but nancy did it two weeks later and she was also at hubert so and she's one of your athletes <laughs> Yeah, but she ran, oh, yeah, fair point. But um, no, so your recovery was obviously all right. Did you feel the Hubert coming into that? Like, did you, into that, like, why did you do the 50? Just because it was there? Well, at that point, I'd signed up for BTU and I, and you had said I needed to get some trails and practice with poles and you had poles that you could lend me. And I figured, well, I, I hate, I'm really bad at forcing myself to do hard runs. So the only way I can do it is if I sign up for a race that's going to have a lot of elevation and trails. Yeah. So, you know, that was my reasoning and just see how I, I wasn't, you know, racing it, just wanted to go out and have a good day. 
Yeah. Um, and you did have a good day. And, <laughs> and what, 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 were you, what position were you again? Oh, you were first. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so Only just, great. though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You were right, had uh, Amanda right behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, I think the last few Ks was all uphill and I had poles. She didn't. So that's yeah. probably, <laughs> that's probably the deciding factor. Possibly, yeah. But you got her in the, in the last climb, didn't you? Did you say the last yeah. climb? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, but see, I, I personally think that those two races set you up really well for this, um, for, for the 24 hour and the race that you weren't planning on doing, but ended yeah. up turning out to be one of the best and like, seriously, probably one of the best, um, ultra running performances of the year, Australia wide, like <laughs> you're only five Ks off the national record, um, women's record. Yeah. And, um, you won outright by, I think more than a marathon. <laughs> more than 50 Ks. Yeah. <laughs> more than 50 Ks. So that's pretty mind blowing. And so we jumped, so you did around the uni loop two, for anyone who doesn't know 2.2 kilometers around. It's not a loop. It, look, let's be honest. It's shaped like a, a dick and balls. <laughs> dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel had a, had a setup and he told me to set up next to him and texted me. He's down the bottom of the balls. <laughs> down the bottom of the balls is where where the. Um, if you look <laughs> That's at where it, our setup was. Yeah, and look, it's it's um it's it's a, almost an Adelaide landmark in itself. You know, like it's as famous <laughs> as the malls balls or the. <laughs> um, but no, it, anyway. But you, it's a, it's a tricky. It's a real mental game. But you did two hundred. And 30, officially, what was it? 230 what? Three? 233 point, I don't know, one or something. Yeah. For over 24 hours, which, yeah. And so on your Strava, though, it has you at about 235. Um, yeah. So that's, um, but that's always going to be out, you know. Yeah, it's hard for, for Strava to keep track of that sort of, I think um, also because the GPS, someone's mentioned like the earth moves enough in that much time that it's just, it gets confused. It's crazy. Yeah, running around in circles. But um, it's like if you ever try and run around loops on a um, athletics track, which is much tighter, um, yeah. it gets even, it's even worse. Unless you have, yeah. there's some good watches now that will, um, you can set into track mode and it'll be more accurate. Um, I don't know. It reads the GPS signal more frequently anyway, but like at the end of the day, you ran, you ran well over 230 kilometers, which is an insane distance. And so on your Strava, cause I'm looking at your Strava right now, cause this is, uh, and because this is what I think people will find interesting is your average pace, your overall average pace for 24 hours was six minutes and eight seconds per kilometer, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, I I mean, I guess my goal was to try and keep it under six minutes for as long as possible. I, you and yeah. I were chatting the day before and I was saying, okay, you know, if I run X pace for this much time, then I can just you know, back off for the next, you know, next 10 Ks or something for the next 10 yeah. hours, or, you know, I yeah. can backyard ultra the rest and still get the course record. And uh, in the end, I did much more than I was expecting, but I think it was like almost 20 hours. I managed to keep it under six minute pace, which I'm pretty chuffed about. So you you'd put a pretty good, um, yeah, you, you didn't, I'm um, just flicking through the, the kilometers. You basically, you didn't have a kilometer slower than six minutes. I think, in the first hundred Ks, if I'm right, um, at least I'm still running. Um, Kilometer. Oh, there was probably somewhere I went to a toilet or something. Oh yeah. Here Fair and enough. there. But yeah. But, and I think it was, oh, sorry, continue. No, I'm just, yeah, it is, it's interesting data because yeah, most of your, you had a lot of kilometers that were in the low fives, um, like probably. And then, yeah, but the, the, the rate of um, slowdown, was awesome, which is, you know, which was really impressive to see. And you probably, I mean, cause your initial goal, wasn't it to, to try and break 220? Two, well, 217 really, cause that was yeah. the previous record. Yeah. And so, um, and I know we talked about, and you were like going, oh yeah, let's you know, try and break 220. You made it sound really easy. You know, the way you talked <laughs> about it. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, sure, sure, maybe. But then, um, <laughs> you, you um, yeah. So anyway, you, bloody um managed to do that and then and you, you got past the course record with a couple of hours to go 
Yeah, exactly. that was cool. At that yeah. point, I was gunning for two thirty because I could see it was possible. And so, you know, once once I realised two seventeen was going to be easy, I was like, okay, well, the next goal is two thirty. Yeah, <laughs> here I go. That's incredible. And then, um, but like, and I, you said, I mean, because this is such a mental thing, like, and going, you running through the night. I mean, you didn't take a walking step. I think the only time you probably walked was when you were stopped to quickly grab something off the table to have to eat or drink, yeah. or if you had to or go, go to the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, but you never, you didn't walk a lap. You didn't go walking 200 meters like me or, or whatever. You just ran and you just. No. Ran. Yeah. It was so- yeah. I, I figured it was a risk. I knew, I mean, a lot of people have said that a good strategy is to have a regular walking break, but I, I don't know. I, I wanted to go out there and just, just go as hard as I could see what would happen if I blew up. Okay. Then yeah. that was a bad tactic. But if I didn't try, I would never know what would happen. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so, I mean, like, and you said to me, you thought maybe it was a bit stupid, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a calculated risk, you know, because you sort of, you knew you had a fair bit of fitness and you knew you could run a bit. And um, I guess, you have to sort of, it's very much, yeah, you, you did, you took a, you took a risk and it paid off, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. I think also Hubert gave me the confidence that took me almost 23 hours. So I figured yeah. I could run for 23 hours and I, yes. I, while there were sections that I walked in Hubert, it was only because it was technical or uphill. Like it wasn't a, I need a walking break sort of situation. So I figured it's just one more hour on that. I can just keep pushing for one more hour. <laughs> you yeah, said beforehand yeah. you had a 40 minute um, benefit on me because you had run for 23 and a half hours. I know. I was more, I was 40, I had 40 minutes more experience than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you only had a half hour left to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, I only did about 20, Oh, less than 13 hours in the end. I went home and had a nice sleep and then came home, came back to the track and watched you finish. And, <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, you didn't look any different, you know, from when oh, I left. There, when were, I there were a few differences. I, one thing, one problem I was having was I could no longer hold my head up. <laughs> yeah. It's funny so how I think it, In yeah. hindsight, I think it might have had a bit to do with the way I had my torch on my head. I didn't want it to drop down too much. So maybe I was looking like lifting my head too far, but mm. by the end, if I tried to look down, my whole head would drop. So oh. I was sort of propping it up on my shoulders. I saw a video of me. It didn't look, I looked rather awkward. And, quite often and I also, though. yeah, yeah, I have heard that it can happen. So yeah. I feel like I, it's not that strange. I heard a yeah. cyclist, it happened to a cyclist once. And she said that because on a bike, your body is oriented differently. She actually had to tie her head up so that she could see where she was going. Yeah, that's crazy. I think it's also just, you get fatigued in the neck muscles as well. I know at the end of Hubert, I remember I felt like I was running with my head back a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I was sort of starting to, I was beginning to hunch a bit, but putting my head back, even though like that felt, my legs felt stronger than, my upper body, you know, like my, my upper yeah. body just was running. And I mean, it's a good argument for doing um, a bit of making sure you've got a decent, strong core, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, um, it, it, did you, was there any like real low patches for you mentally? Yeah, there was throughout the night. There was, I, I think there was a few hours or maybe an hour where I was sort of begging myself to stop for a walk break and then just, you know, promising oh, okay you can you can have a walk break just after this you know this set of five laps because I would count on my fingers you can actually see my photos I'm counting on my fingers every five laps because that's 11 kilometers yeah so then I'd say oh okay after this set of five laps and then oh wait wait till you get to you know x number of kilometers then you can have a walk break and then I sort of so I kept saying I realized I don't actually need one it's just my brain is asking for it yeah so I sort of had to just shut up brain shut up <laughs> Just keep going. Every time the yeah. question came up, every time I thought about it, I was like, stop thinking about it. You're not breaking. Just keep going. And it, it finally it went again after, after a while. So it wasn't too bad. That's, yeah, um, that's amazing. And um, you just, um, I mean, you looked very light on your feet out there. And I know that's just how you run. But I think that's what, and it was, it was, that was a very impressive thing. And you looked, and even down to the last hour, 
you know, you just look strong. And then um, the last yeah, hour was was pretty. I, I felt good at the last hour, so I think I picked up the pace a bit. Yeah, it's, it's motivating fun. to know that you're almost done. You can go yeah. this many laps to go, probably. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then but it's also like okay, you know, you can, you can get past three thirty. See if you can get three thirty one. Like at this point, yeah. you know, as you, you see the pace pick up again, you can come yeah. up with new goals. And I also thought, you know, what if you finish and you you got to three thirty and then you walked, and then you see that someone got a distance that's a hundred meters ahead of you, wouldn't you be disappointed? And so that was what was pushing me along in the last hour. Like you don't want someone else to have that hundred meter difference. Yeah, so that, no. Yeah, so I, yeah. Your last kilometer. You did your last kilometer in five fifteen. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that one felt fast. <laughs> yeah, and the kilometer before that was five thirty one. So yeah, you were definitely upping the pace because you get that. There's a real moment when you get. If, if anyone who's done a, a time race, they'll know. On your, when you're near the end, you, the race director, so Ben Hawkins handed you that sandbag with your number on it. You know, yeah. you get, and there's something about that. You get that. It's like, right, I've got to carry this bloody thing. That's it. And yeah. As far as I can get it, you know, like. <laughs> that moment for me just like stuck in my mind. That moment as I came through, sorry, as I came through, I, all of you guys were there cheering. Ben gave me the sandbag and I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like nothing can go wrong now. Just fucking sorry, I shouldn't yeah. Just yeah. like bloody go. Yeah. <laughs> and I just felt I felt like I was like felt like I was running at three thirty pace at this point. I was like, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I was like, in my head, like, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is awesome. <laughs> and um, Steve Burdett uh, jogged alongside me to tell me how much time I had left, and and yeah. then left. So he, did, he didn't pace me. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then no. so I thought oh, I can get to 3:33, and then and that was 200 meters from the from that timing mat, and I was like, oh, you know what, I could get to the timing mat. So I got back through the timing mat one more time, and then, yeah. it, <laughs> and then <laughs> I think it was and like actually, only 50 meters from there, but it was just the awesomest finish. You got, yeah, mate. Uh, the way you got past um, the, um, you came flying through the timing mat. He's all right. You're um, Harrison can make as much noise as he likes. It's all right. It's, it's um, but no, it's um, the um, you went through the timing mat, and then when you finally, when that the hooter go went, and you drop your thing, and it's almost like you see you just completely switch off then, and you can barely stand up. But you like it was so cool, like because everyone was just like, "Holy crap, this woman is insane," you know. Um, you just yeah, it was good. It was a good it yeah was, that it, moment. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, as soon as I stopped, like I suddenly like my legs turned into jelly instantly. So I yeah. sort of tried to control fall to the ground and then I was like, I was trying to get up again, but I couldn't lift my head up. So this woman tried to like lift my head up for me so I could sit back up again and yeah. the, people supported me off the track. And this, that woman then ran back and she said, don't forget this. She picked up my sandbag oh, and chased after me. I was like, no, 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 no. Everyone put just like, we yeah. put it back, we put it back. But uh, that was a... Silly moment. That's that's funny. The num you could the, could have been the difference between a, a race a, a national record. It's a shame that it's not and like it's not official. Say, it's, well, it's not official, but it's only because the rules changed. Because it used to be, yeah. a, I think a silver label event. Um, yeah, but, but um, records have been set there in the past. Yeah, but uh, because Aura have now changed the rules that you have to have a, a, a firm or a solid inside track, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah. like an athletics track. So you can't so, cut the corner. Do you, how do you think you'd go? I mean, how do you, would you do, the big question is, are you tempted to, to go and try and do an official record? Well, yes and yeah. Yes and no. Just do, do it all again. I am. Like yeah. Well, because, because it was like uh, an age group record and it's not going to be officially recognized. I have a, I have an urge to go and, and do it properly. And then also it was five kilometers off of the national record. So, you know, if I, if I had the day of my life and everything clicked together, it's possible I could get there. So it's really playing in my mind that I could oh, just one did you more. Even, you didn't even know what the, did you know what the national record was? When no, you I had no idea. It never occurred to me that I'd be close. It was yeah. only afterwards that um, my old coach, Matt Fennick posted it yeah. in the, in the, facebook group 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, no shit. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's definitely one of the ultra running performances of 2021 for sure. And this is the other factor too, that the uni loop is not entirely flat. There is, you did almost 500 meters of elevation uh, on a flat, yeah. on a real, but if you, so if it was on an athletics track, that's another aspect you wouldn't need to worry about. You know, like, yeah, and it would be probably yeah. better lit. So there wouldn't be dark patches that yeah. I, I think it affects you a little bit. And there wouldn't be rocks. Yeah. And, you know, there are little things. Although if I look at my um, moving time compared to total time, I think there's only about 15 minutes yeah. difference. So like I know I can't make up five kilometers in that 15 minutes. So I'd have to, I'd have to run faster. A little bit quicker. <laughs> I think what would you do, what sort of things did you do differently other than run fast? How would you, I mean, would you try, again, you didn't even train specifically for this. And so I guess you could go maybe train with a bit more purpose, you know, um, on this. I feel like though, if I did that, if I really took it seriously and trained with purpose, I'd probably just stuff stuff up. I'd yeah, injure myself or I do better when I don't have, a lot of notice for something i think interesting yeah <laughs> and um that, that is really that's cool i guess you went in just yeah um as in as to see what would happen you know but like i said yeah. you, i said to you in a message the other day it's like you, no one flukes 235 kilometers you know it wasn't a, so <laughs> i feel like you can do probably something pretty similar if you really um put your it your thinking cap on like nutrition wise were you pleased with what uh, what you drank and ate like well that's the other thing i i felt like i was eating a lot of gels and eating often but i in hindsight when i got home and sort of counted how many gels i had left i was surprised i had what was it 23 gels throughout the day and four wow. protein balls oh, yeah, one yeah. packet of chips so wow. like I could, I could have more, <laughs> That's uh, but I wonder if that would then like upset my stomach to a point where I can't run as fast. I never know. What I, I err on the side of, sorry. Oh, what, SIS. Yeah. Oh, SIS gels. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, if it's interstate, because, because there isn't an official one in Adelaide, then I won't have a, a cheer squad. <laughs> oh. That was really cool. <laughs> I think that you had the local love or that local love, but I'm going to go ahead and say that if you're running a stellar performance like that, you're going to win everyone over pretty quickly. You know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not like you're going to, um, people are going to be like, who's this weirdo? You know? <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Cause no. that I think definitely spurred me on a bit more than if, if no one was there, I probably wouldn't have gone as far. Oh, it was a great atmosphere. Um, I wasn't feeling it but that's fine. Doesn't, I mean, I just, one of the things with, I've learned with, with ultra running is I want to be in this for the long haul. And sometimes you have shitty days and you just got to go, you know what it is, it happens and just, just move on now. Like, and so rather than I don't beat myself up over these sorts of things when things go badly. Um, and you know, I ran a hundred Ks. It's not too bad, but, um, <laughs> yeah. it's only a hundred Ks. But, um, uh, yeah, look, I um, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm looking forward to getting back on the trails a lot more. And, yeah, uh, so what's your next goal? Uh, well, I, I was actually considering doing um, Eurobilla again. I haven't done it for a, a few years now. But if, if assuming that it goes ahead, in, but we'll see yeah, what happens. It's hard. Question, isn't it? The big one for me, I think I told you, is I applied for that race in New Zealand, the Wild, and I, and I got oh, in. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I, that one looks cool. But that's 18 months away. It's a year so, away. Yeah. yeah. So I've got lots of time, but that's going to definitely, when we get into 2022, that will start to be my real focus in terms of building up. Cause that's got about 11,000, 11. 000, 11 yeah. That one's all, crazy amount of elevation. You're doing the miler? hundred miles. Yep. And yeah. um, gonna make See, it, yeah. I find that one funny cause you had to apply to prove that you can, you can go, the distance and navigate yeah. and it says how would you rate your navigation skills i gave myself a two out of five and it still gave me like i still yeah. passed i was like it's a pretty low bar <laughs> i think um having uh, i know a few people that were surprised that they got i was to be honest i was surprised i got accepted but i think you just got to show that you've done 
a few trail races, you know, like you've run over a hundred kilometers several more than once, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they would give it to people who've only done a couple of fifties, you know, um, you know, it's a long time, you know, you know what you could do to train for that for some for, yeah. um, navigational skills? Row gaining. Yeah, row gaining. I know. You try and get. And there's a 24 hour one coming up. <laughs> Hopefully. I'd love to do it, but it's not going to work, unfortunately. For yeah. me. But um, are you still going to. So you're thinking of heading up for that one if it still goes ahead? No. Yeah. It was too difficult. I gave you a, tr a shot. You couldn't do it. And I thought, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Oh. Obviously, wasn't that keen. <laughs> um, what, do you, what, what do you think you might do next then? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a limbo right now. Uh, everything. Yeah, we're, we're welcome to planet Earth in in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, limbo. I was really hoping to do that. Um, the Federation, I think it was called the Juggernaut. I, I don't, don't remember the details of it exactly. It was something like 100 mm -hmm. miles or 24 hours, or I'm not entirely sure. But it sounded really cool. And um, it was an but unusual... it's no longer going ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Why did it get cancelled? Not COVID. Uh, I'm not sure. They're doing the 50 still and the 100 and the 100K, 100 mile are both not there. I think maybe they weren't that popular this year. The 50 was. So uh, yeah, sure. right. It's um, because that, that juggernaut one was a bit of a Rogaine kind of setup as well, wasn't it? Or was it different? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't read into the details. I ran with Morgan, the race director at, at um, Hubert, yeah, and he was explaining yeah. it to me at probably, you know, 3 a.m. or something. So I didn't take it in that well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But it sounded enough. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, um, it sounds interesting. There's a lot of interesting race concepts out there. Um, how do you feel about perhaps doing the last one standing Last one standing. Race? <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> There is one coming up in um, Queensland, I think it's next month, that I have my eye on a little bit. So, yeah, I've been trying to get to Queensland because my sister's had a baby. And yeah. so twice now I've had events in Queensland cancelled. So I'll try yeah. again. And you, obviously I have to line it up with a run. <laughs> you're going to do Dead Cow um, Gully as well, Dead you? Cow Gully, which was the last one standing, yeah. <sighs> so I'd like to give it another go, but... I don't know if I'll be good at it because, as you know, I don't I don't like taking breaks. Like I just want no choice. You have no choice. Yeah. To... So I feel like my body will just like seize up, and I won't be able to go. I think you've got the um, endurance. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I could do apparently enough to do thirty-five hours if I break up what I did in, uh, at the twenty-four hour. But I don't know if I could do it over thirty-five hours. Well, yeah. So it requires patience. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a so new mental game. If you, I mean, like a lot of people, because the one here in um in South Australia is a what's it called, like hysterical carnage or something. Oh, uh, his, yeah. historical. Yeah, they all have strange names. Yeah, it's uh, one of Sean's races, and it's a great idea. And I know lots of people um, are really keen to do it, and a few people have tried to talk me into it. But um, I think that they're, um, it's pure endurance. You know, the last one standing, it's not about speed. You can almost no. walk. You can almost walk an entire Almost, lap. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's got, I was looking at the elevation profile. There's a, there's a sharp, there's a sharp climb at the beginning of each loop. Yeah. So it's like a hundred meters or something. Yeah. Which would, doesn't um, sound like a lot, but if you're doing what, if you're trying to do 35 laps, that's three and a half Ks of vertical. Yeah, it's heaps. That's not the point of the last one standing. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, no, I think, I think you'd be great at it. And I, I just, I think generally women, and I've said this before on various podcasts, that I think it just seems to suit women better. Um, I think women are just generally, that's where when, when races, the longer races get, the more the playing field just really levels out. And then it becomes yeah. more into their hand into the hands of um of strong women you know like yourself and you don't be i mean you're fast as well as having great endurance so you're i'm, but, I'm and, fast over an extremely long time <laughs> i'm you, not fast at the shorter distances but you've proven that you can do a pretty a pretty nifty 50 um when you do at cleveland <laughs> you know so, 50 50 yeah. you're still 50 still quite far I suppose, but like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'd like to see what you can do over like a half marathon. Nice, short, sharp. Ah, uh, nah, I've never no. done it. N never done one. 
that's just a morning run for you. A morning. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. But um, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, you're very, uh, you're very secretive on Strava. You don't share many of your workouts. I know you like to keep things, you know, according to Strava, you've, you've hardly done any running this year, you know. And Isn't so, it amazing? I can pull off this run and without any training. Yeah, you're smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> So that's like, yeah, people might think you just go from one race to the next and then just do nothing in between. And so like, come on, you got to tell, give us a little bit of an insight. What, what do you do generally? <laughs> okay. Um, so you run every day? my general, no, I don't run every day. Generally I, my kid, his daycare is, you know, not that close to my work. So I park at daycare in the morning and run to work plus, you know, maybe a few laps of around the place, depending on how much time I've got. And then obviously to get back to the daycare, I have to get, you know, run back to the car. So it's yeah. two runs a day and then just however much time I have to do them. And that's on the days that I work. So it's four days a week. Um, and then Wednesday, I usually either you know, go for a walk with friends or nothing. And then like one of the weekend days, I'll try and go for, you know, a long run and a long run for me is quite long. long. <laughs> you, love, you love a long run, don't you? You love a long adventure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And um, that's it. And yeah. I, oh, I did, I will say the Tuesday before the 24 hour, I did do a speed session. <laughs> As <One>. you do. <laughs> My what, yearly speed session. <laughs> was it a, oh, yeah, you, did, you posted that one to Strava too, and it was at the Uniloop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because at this point, um, it was becoming quite clear that, well, my flight to Brisbane had already been cancelled, but I thought it's possible I could get a later flight up to Brisbane. But if not, I'm going to be stuck at the Uniloop doing the 24 hours. So I, and I happened to be at the hospital that morning, so it was quite close. Because <laughs> yeah. my kid was in hospital over that weekend, so yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm here. I'm a few hundred meters away." My husband was still in the hospital in the room with him, so it wasn't like I had, like abandoned him. So I, I I went out there, figured I could I could run this. I could run around yeah. this loop. Gave myself a bit of confidence with a speed session. <laughs> yeah. Are you, do you want to go and run on that loop uh, again anytime soon? Or you want maybe you haven't have yet. <laughs> give it a bit. Have a bit of time apart from well, it. <laughs> I do also love the loop because yeah. I'm pretty oh, happy with it. So. It's, a it's a beautiful spot, you know, to be fair. Like it was like I when watching the sunset when we were running around, it was beautiful as it was setting over and you get to see some nice parts of Adelaide. You know, you, the skyline looks beautiful, lots of trees. You're not far from the zoo. Yeah. But it's just that, you hear the lions roaring in the morning. Yeah, it's mental. It's, it, it's it, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no. But so that's on it. Your training and you, you keep it relatively simple. You're just fitting it in with your life, you know? And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I make it so that it's sort of forced. I have to do it. I have to get back to the car. I'm not close to the car. All right. It's raining. Oh, well, I have to get there. So yeah. it's sort of, as opposed to making a whole, you know, get into my active gear, drive somewhere, run, drive back. Like, Oh, you, you could easily put that off. Yeah. And, um, I remember the last time we talked on the podcast, which wasn't, uh, it was only last year, but like, you know, in terms of, the, I, haven't, I haven't released a lot of episodes since then because, you know, <laughs> it's just, um, I, I blame COVID. But, uh, <laughs> um, but it's sort of like you have a real you know, cycling background and, you know, do you feel like you've got just that real good base of fitness now that you can, it's easy. I mean, I think, and as a coach, I think it's easier to maintain fitness than it is to, to regain fitness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think so. I, because I'm not, I haven't cycled now for a while. I did one, one cycle within the last year, maybe. Yeah. But um, I think so. I've sort of taken that time is now taken up with running. So yeah. I have increased the amount of running, but not maybe not the number of hours being active. Yeah. But I feel like the the cycling for a long time, at least, was keeping was sort of maintaining and stopping me from going too hard too soon, because as as you know, I've been injured a fair bit in the past, so I have to yeah. be a bit careful of increasing too much. Yeah, no, it's smart, it's wise, and um, you just um, yeah, I mean, because what are you? You're early thirties, 
and I mean, so you've got a lot of great running left in front of you, you know, so you've just got to be smart. Well, yeah, the, the yeah. girl who has the national record was in her 40s. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I say, again, another thing I say, and I say it to all my athletes that, you know, like the longer you can go, the best athletes in the world go for really long stretches without getting injured. You know, that's the key to their success is being, because then you're able to build consistent, you know, consistent training block and on top of consistent training block. But it's when you have to have layoffs because, you know, you're pushing too hard or do it. It's better to do a little bit less and stay injury free than to do yeah. too much and break and constantly break yourself. And so you see. Yeah. This, and I think it's also a sign of you, you're not, you're not doing, you're doing something wrong if you're getting broken. Yeah. So it's maybe not the injury, but the fact that you're not training smart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is, is what's the reason you're actually holding yourself back. Mm -hmm. I say all this, but I could injure myself too. And then I'll look back on this and feel like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, but you've pulled out, like I say, you've, the last couple of months, you've pulled out some great runs and you've come out of the other side um, injury free. And so, and that's so great. And so, well, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, you're not, uh, you, you know, and if you give yourself after a big run like that, like clearly that's your biggest run so far that you've ever done. And that, um, that's, and you've come out of that. I actually just looked it up. It's not my longest activity. I did it slightly oh. longer cycle. <laughs> oh, and time wise. I was just looking it up before distance wise, not time. Oh, oh of I course you get 230. 237 or oh, 236 kilometer cycle so almost <laughs> that's a long bike ride in anyone's books too <laughs> like, yeah, it was. so it's a bit people it's un it's almost unfathomable to run um to over 233 kilometers um in one, <laughs> it in one hit. Silly. it is a long way there's a lot of big numbers there um yeah. but you're um yeah i think it's yeah I, i'm very excited to see what you do next i think you should do the um and I, I do like that whenever I throw down a, a, a challenge to you, <laughs> you, you, uh, you go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, and that becomes... Well, I'm always like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. That's silly. And then that night I'm like, well, maybe I could do it. <laughs> plant, plant the seed. Yeah. I feel I'm, like, I don't know how you have this effect on me. <laughs> I'm magic. I'm just, it's just the power of persuasion. I've got Jedi skills. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, um, no, I, um, I think, no, I, I think, you know, person such as yourself, you know, you, you just got, I guess you're the, you like, like, you're almost like a, um, you're not a robot because you're a human, you're a mum, you're, you know, you, you're a wife, you, you've got, you're, you've got so much oh, going yeah. on in your life. I am aware I'm human, Daniel. <laughs> I know, but this is the thing, but I just think, I mean, especially now you're in a real golden, uh, golden running phase of your life. And so I think, yeah, go for it. And I love throwing challenges. I wonder challenges. if I've peaked. What have I peaked? Yeah, well, everyone <laughs> peaks eventually, but you have, you're true. not statistically you haven't peaked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, you know I um you know a lot of people will be laughing hearing you say that, saying that you've peaked because <laughs> you know I've got people who are uh, probably twenty years older than you who are, who are hitting PBs. You know, so you know yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the number of times I've pulled out a run that I thought was beyond me and i've said no that's it that's it i've peaked mm. and after this one i said to my husband like i, I can hang my hat on that I, yeah. I i don't need to keep going <laughs> like what's I, the next thing what's the next goal <laughs> I, I reckon you should yeah i reckon you could do um i'm gonna put one out here at you now if you do the if you do the last one standing in here in south australia loxton i think you should aim for 48 hours <laughs> Oh, you're killing me. There you go. I'm throwing Don't it down. Say it. I have to yeah. say though, you had a you normally are pretty good at predicting what what result I'm gonna get, but you didn't quite get this one. I was I was I was low, I predicted low. But like I think yeah. to be fair though, you still would have broken the course record and you still would have um you still would have won by a lot. So um <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, play, right. <laughs> I, need, I need to get on sports bet and start and start putting placing bets because I um yeah I think it's part of coaching and looking at people's times constantly. I spend a lot of time um, predicting people who I coach. Um, I, I spent well, a lot you, of time predicting. You predicted Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie yeah. was one of the people that you coach, and Absolutely. she was going yeah. for hundred miles. 
Yeah, and she went beyond. I told her she'd go yeah. beyond that, and she did. Um, yeah, so and, she easily got the 100 miles. That was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I think, oh, and, and Tamis was the same. And he, um, so third male, and, and Ronnie was third female. And I was super proud of those two. They're a couple of the nicest people I've known. Um, and um, I, I just think that um, part Tamis of being a, a character. <laughs> Tamis is he's a character. He's an absolute um, legend. The first time I met him. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he was uh, going uh, mental through the night, wasn't he? Like in, the, in a really positive way. He was like, <laughs> yeah, it was sort of, I think he had music in his ears. He was just singing it loud at everyone that passed, but not yeah. in an annoying way. It was, sort of, it was just rather endearing. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he, one thing I'll say about Tam is he loves love. He just loves to love everybody. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> yeah. No. And, um, but I think like as a, one of the most important attributes I think of a coach is like having an absolute belief in, I mean, in the, in your, in your people you just go like, yeah. cause if I believe in you, then there's the main thing I want to sow seeds of people's own self belief, yeah. you know, like I want yeah. people to go, Hey, if this dude thinks I can do it, maybe I can, because like self doubt is the worst, you know, like yeah, and that, yeah. that, that little, it gets inside that little seed of doubt gets inside your head. And it can ruin a race, ruin, ruin your running experience. 100%. Yeah. Especially a run that lasts so long. It's so much a mental Ooh. game. So if, if you have a slight inkling that you can't do it, it could just over the hours really pull you down. So that's probably the best thing at that point that you can do as a coach is to yeah, just like, make sure they believe in themselves. And I, I also just go, you know, th- I, but I don't just say it randomly. I don't go... Oh, you can be an astronaut. Like I don't say unrealistic <laughs> things. I say, you. I think you'll do this, but I, based on this training that you've done in the last three months or four months, that's why I believe it. Like I don't. And so people will always. There's a lot of um, runners out there, and you're one of them. They suffer from imposter syndrome. They think I don't. I don't deserve to be in this position of of like doing great things and getting the trophies and getting records. It's like, well, that's a imposter syndrome is kind of good because it's the opposite. It's like humility. Um, being, being nice and being quite humble is an, it's a very likable trait in, in a great athlete. You know what I mean? Like it is. And it's so yeah. hard to get over, especially yeah. like, I mean, after this run, for me, yeah. I, I'm so used to saying like, oh, I got lucky or, oh, it was a good run. You know, I, I tried my best. I could have done better. And after this run, it's sort of like, no, it was actually, it was actually a good run. And it's so hard to say. Yeah, you can just own it. It's so hard to be like, hang on. Yeah, this was like a really decently good performance. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. I'm like, not me. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm not one of those people. I'm not someone that gets, you know, close to a national record. So it's just such a, like, bizarre position to be in. Yeah, but the results are in and you can get, you are one of those people. But, I mean, like, there's, but there's no reason to be an asshole about it and you're not, you know. And <laughs> so um, you, <laughs> oh, you just, no, and it's good because it's so funny, like, yeah, I think that's one of my favourite athletes is um, is Elliot Kipchoge, the Kenyan marathon runner, um, who because the Olympic Games. Are in oh, fun place. fact about him, he's yeah, um, yeah. shorter than you. I don't know. Did I tell you that? <laughs> Have I told you? Yeah, that? you did. <laughs> uh, Hubert. He, he is shorter than me, and it's hard to believe. <laughs> No, by about two centimeters. He looks tall, but then when he you does. see him, yeah, but when you see him in the in the field with other runners, he, he's actually shorter, like me. Like I'm, you know, that's why the only reason I like to run next to you, Sonia, is because I look tall next to you. Are you <laughs> calling you, me short? Uh, no, you're you're you're, <laughs> you're just you're the right size. I think you're the right size. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah. I was actually surprised when I looked at the, there was a photo of everyone holding their trophies at the end. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I look really short here. I'm not short, am I? <laughs> sort of an existential crisis there. <laughs> I believe, I believe the correct term is pocket rocket. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a pocket rocket. And um, right. that's what I am. And that. I, that's what I say to my, all my kids are short. Uh, they're going to be short. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if people measure their worth by how tall they are, then that's terrible, <laughs> but kids yeah, do. That's true. Um, but I, I um, 
I, yeah. Anyway, Kipchoge is a good example of someone who's just super humble, you know, like, and he's, you know, the fastest, most consistent marathon winner in history, you know, like he's got the world record. He did that experiment with the breaking two and got ran marathon in under two hours, you know, yeah. and so. He's and, incredible. Um, but he's just so lovely and humble as well. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's where I like, I prefer the, I love a lot of the Kenyan athletes are like that. And um, as opposed to like the um, American athletes, I oh, look, there's some great American athletes. Um, out Cockins? There. <laughs> huh? I love Cockins? No, I don't like Goggins. You know that. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to lose some of my listeners by saying that. Not a huge Goggins fan. Um, but I, um, yeah, the term toxic masculinity, you ring any bells? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so, yeah, he, I mean, and yeah, I, just, go there. <laughs> I just sort of think, you know, like you, you, you'd kick his ass, you know, but he'd probably stop and do push ups every lap or something like that just to <laughs> prove how tough he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he'd do no training like me. Yeah. <laughs> kidding, kidding. No, you did, you've only done like three, three runs this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> But um, but no. I find it. Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, go. No, you go. Oh, just saying, like, I'm not a. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I think to me, I don't know. There's certain. It just rubs me the wrong way when people are really arrogant about their abilities. And uh, but it's not saying it's not bad to be um, like proud, proud and confident. But like, there is a, there is a balancing. There's a balance there. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on another note, the, yeah. the, the listeners can't see this, but you have quite the shrine behind you. Oh, yeah, shrine to myself. Now, <laughs> that, there's a few of the, the bibs, and then there's a picture of me that was given to me on a canvas that was a friend gave it to me for a um, uh, birthday a few years ago. And oh, okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of putting up. I mean, I was going to put it above my bed so I can look at it every night when I'm in bed. But, <laughs> but then I, I decided to put it out in the office. I, but your I wife was like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, exactly. But it's a good picture. It's a picture of me running at the, um, um, oh, I think it's in Cleveland, a race in Cleveland a few years, oh, quite a few years ago. I think now. I've seen it on your Facebook, actually. Yeah. And, but so what, this is your office? This is my office. The, um, the coaching office? Yeah, yeah. It's a good spot. That makes sense then. Makes yeah. sense to have all that. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not, you know, I definitely, you know, everyone puts their bibs up. I prefer, yeah. Do you keep all your bibs and your numbers in, in a special place? Have you got like a room yet? Like, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm just not organized enough to have something like that. Every now and then I sometimes sort of stuff bibs in a drawer, but randomly sometimes I throw them away and there's no rhyme or reason to the ones I keep. They're all crumpled up. So yeah, nah. I quite like keeping a bib um, instead of a um, more so than the than the than the medals. Um, there's not many race medals that I'm like really proud of. They're even, you know, but I mean, there's certain big runs where I'm just like, yeah, this one's got a special place for me, you know, like um, yeah. But yeah, quite often, like with trophies as well. Quite often, they just not they just don't look that good. <laughs> like, I don't want to have them around my house because it like. I don't know, really generic plasticky ones or mm. I don't know. Yeah. It takes a, it's a rare trophy that I want to actually display to, and I've, purely because of how cool they look. I've got a couple actually from right here that, uh, yeah, the, this is from the Buffalo. That's probably one of the ones I really like the most Buffalo stampede from 2018. Oh yeah. That would, I really want to do that one. That one sounds yeah. cool. It's a good run. It's yeah. This one, that's my favourite one, which you can't, the listeners oh. can't see, but oh. it's, a, oh, it's like a cast iron kookaburra. Yeah, yeah. From Razorback this year. Ah, oh, cool. How, this year favorite. or last, 2020? Was it 2021. Year? Yeah, oh. this year. Oh, I didn't even remember, didn't know that. So it's, what was, how'd you go in that? Was that a good run? Oh, um, I, I won. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, I was, it was like five hours to the next girl, so it wasn't. I wouldn't oh. say I did a stellar performance. It was just. Wasn't a deep field, would you say? Yes, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, that's all so, right. So, I mean, oh. there are definitely previous years that have been, there have been much faster times. So I'm not, I'm not claiming it was an amazing run, but it was, yeah. it was enjoyable. Won, have you won every race that you've been in this year? No, 
Ruth Croft beat me at one. <laughs> oh, what was that? It was um, Five Peaks. Oh, no, it wasn't Ruth Croft. It was Simone. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Simone yeah, Brick. Simone Brick. Yeah. Simone Brick, yeah. I'm oh, just thinking famous female runner. <laughs> disappointing. She's, um, yeah. No. But she basically runs for a living, you know. So, so Okay, I'll, I'll let her yeah. have it then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that yeah. one was a bizarre finish. So five I... Peaks. Yeah. Five five peaks i didn't know that what position i was in or anything and i could see you could see bib numbers what field like whether you they started at the same time as you or a different time and people that started last um were the ones in the competitive field and there was a girl i overtook who didn't have that bib number so i it didn't occur to me that we were racing each other but she had last yeah. minute changed Yes. And so I overtook her and so I had a bit of a chat and we kept going and she knew that she was racing me. And so the finish line video, she's literally like not even 10 centimeters behind me. I were a fraction of a second difference and, and she's racing. Know. She's yeah. I had no idea. So I'm there like having her like, uh, like, Oh yeah, it's a fun finish. Like uh, going a bit fast and she's chasing me down. I had no idea. I just got so lucky. <laughs> That's so... I looked at the times like I didn't even see her when I finished. I didn't wow. see her at all. But yeah, that's another one. You um, yeah, because you're very good at pacing. And that's the thing I hate about the staggered um fields and stuff. You know, it's a bit confusing. I like to just know when everyone is racing together. You know, like yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's a bit more fun. Also, though, you get to see everyone, and because the slower people start first, so you get to catch yeah. up to people. You're like, yes, I've caught the six o'clock field. Now I've caught the eight o'clock field. Yeah, so yeah. So it makes it sort of fun. Fair but yeah, point. you're right. It's hard to hard to keep track of everyone as well. Yeah, um, the bibs need to be really like well, like di very different colours. And I think I liked that one year for Eurobella, they had all the bibs. Um, you had the two bibs, so one that you had to put on the front and one on the back. So when you ah. when you caught up to someone, you you didn't you could actually see what group they were in. As yeah, without behind. doing that creepy look look back at someone's bib as you pass them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's there's weird uh, race psychology, but um, no, it's it's um, oh, what else? Yeah, so it's good. So you, um, yeah. Aside from five peaks, you've got a pretty good um win record this year it's been um, a good year for me yep <laughs> but um yeah so once you do 48 hours at the last one standing then then maybe you go and do what what next <laughs> oh jesus i don't know it's <laughs> don't don't put any crazy ideas in my head yeah uh, you don't even know, I don't know. family planning <laughs> oh, i say yes yes at some point <laughs> yeah is it, it's hard to balance like wanting to grow a family when you when you also want to have um when when you want to keep running well as well yeah. yeah yeah but they do say p women often get their pbs after childbirth for some strange reasons so it's, oh well, it, I you, should be. you've had a since harrison's been born you've done some amazing ultras you know like you've smashed heaps like do you feel like you've done some of your best running since then yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's only because I've I've been increasing the distance and so I get more impressed by the runs just based on that. Yeah. But um also I don't know, I feel like I've done this year's been my best year so far. Yeah. So hopefully I can keep that momentum up. Yeah. We'll see. That's um well we'll see. Uh how you I'm sure you'll you've got plenty of good performances left in you, Sonia. Um fingers crossed. Yeah. And you too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Not bad for an old fella. Getting more grey hairs. And, but no. just, just an easy 100K. Why not? <laughs> no, it's good. Well, my, actually, my goal for this year, from the start of the year, and I don't know when I'm going to do it, but because I'm 42, I turned 42 last week. Uh, I want to um, yep. do, I'm not into running my, 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 my birthday in kilometres. I just, I find that all a bit, I've done it before. and I'm not It really, sounds ridiculous because you get older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't I, make sense. It just seems like a, a heck of a way to spend your birthday. I did do, well, I'd like to do a fast marathon this year, like, and spend, eight, give myself like at least eight weeks of just specific marathon training and see how fast I can go. Do um, you know what time you did the marathon at the 24 hour? Like, were you paying attention to your watch no, at that point? No, no, not okay. at all. I wouldn't have been fast. I mean, I'm, I'm aiming to do, I think like, 
could do close to three hours for the marathon. Um, Ooh, that'd be good. So, so yeah, I think, yeah. And according like to all my, um, all my numbers that I use on, like I would come close at this point, you know, like, and so. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your athletes. Oh, I do. I write my own plans and I do try and stick, I stick to them pretty good. And in the lead Do you give yourself the same confidence? No, I, I would love to have a coach. Does anyone want to be my coach? Someone, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope having my athletes, my athletes kind of keep me accountable in a sense because I realise that, and that's why I'm very public on Strava because that's my way of holding myself accountable. And it's sort of, um, I like that accountability. And I, I'm a big, I'm a little, I love the structure and a lot of my runners love the structure. And um, because it makes it takes a lot of the brain work out of it. They go, right, I've got to do this today. It's just got to happen. Yeah. And so, um, but I would love to have someone who can, um, can pick apart. I do sit there and allow a few minutes each week just to look at what I've been doing in the lead up to Hubert. I was super focused with my structure. Like I had a very, yeah. a very structured. And I, so I knew I was going to run well at Hubert based on yeah, how, yeah. how I'd trained, but that then, was a great run for you. Yeah, it was. I was stoked. And I, I do feel like I could do it even, I could have, there's things I could do. There's always things you can do better, you know, like, but overall, I, I mean, I, it, I would love to have probably had a crew because I think that does give you quite an advantage going in and out of aid stations. And I look at some of the guys, yeah. they, they, I mean, I find um, messing around looking for drop bags sometimes is annoying and it slows you down, especially when you get a little bit tired and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, I've got to, you know, yeah, you know yeah. I, have, I have a plan coming in. It was one of the aid stations when all the drop bags were just sitting in the back of the, um, the, the truck. The truck. And I came, I, mean, yeah. a, I came in and you were standing in the back of the, the truck. Of the truck? And, yeah, eating. I was right at the back. Yeah, that's annoying. You know, that's where a crew would be really helpful. Someone who's just yeah. got your bag and just hands it straight to you. Um, yeah. yeah, and I noticed at one of the aid stations there, one guy was sitting there vomiting his guts up. Another guy had gone pale because I think he wasn't feeling great. And then he, that this guy vomited next to him. So he was then feeling sick. So yeah. his whole crew and the entire aid station crew were all swarming around these two guys. Yeah. And I sort of came in the background and I was like, where's my stuff? What do I do? Like, so just by yeah. myself, no one paid any attention. I was like, this would be a good time to have a crew. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, I almost feel like it, it gives you almost an unfair advantage. Um, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's within the rules and so it's fine, but so it's yeah. just a matter of getting, getting just, shit together. But know? it's also just like, I don't know that I feel like my running is important enough to have a whole crew of people dedicate their weekend to me as well. Like, I mean, and a crew could just be one person, but it's, yeah. It's a big ask. Would you have, do you think you would have benefited like in Hubert, would you have benefited from having a pacemaker for the, say the last 50 Ks, someone who was just there solely to run with you and, and someone fresh? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the last 50 K. Yeah. I think that was when I was sort of, I was getting really frustrated with my pace at, at, um, coming in, t- coming up to St. Mary's peak at that point, Morgan, so he so he was the one vomiting, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he caught up to uh, then he caught up to me. And we ran together for ages. Then I left him, and I thought, oh, the poor guy, you know, he's gone. And then he flew past me, and from that point on, my my mind was like, why am I running so slowly? Even he flew past me, and he yeah. looked terrible. <laughs> so I think it would have been really good to have someone there next to me at that point to say, like, hey, you're actually doing fine, and to mm-hmm. just like yeah. pace me through because he did well. Yeah, he did great, and um, you. I think also the vomiting might have actually helped him out a bit, like to, just to yeah. clear him out and start fresh. I mean, it wouldn't have been pleasant at the time, but maybe there was just something yeah. that he didn't agree with him. And uh, also, he's like a paramedic or something, so he had he had like a whole bag of different like options of medication. <laughs> so every time something anti- happened, he's like, oh. nausea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah. something. He pulled yeah. out his little magic bag and gave himself something. <laughs> It's um I, yeah. like in no way am I suggesting that he was doping. By the way, <laughs> oh no, exactly. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Like um, I, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I've had I haven't had a pacemaker for a few years now in races, and in Hubert though, it actually worked out pretty good because I feel like in the top five, we were a lot of us were quite close together for much of it. You know, um, yeah, for the first first day at least. 
Yeah, and then, and I know even in that in the night section, the last last few k's, I w- was able to had someone to run with more or less. I, I went from eighth place to fifth place in the last fifty k's, but I it was good. I actually got oh, really. Bit, yeah, yeah, I was in the eighth. Last fifty. Yeah, yeah, I came home strong. I was I was coming wow, well for done. you. I knew I was I knew you were next, and um, I was coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> You're running me down. Uh, at I, one point, there was going up St. Mary's Peak. I think I've told you this. There was someone there at some point right behind me with a head torch on. And uh, I was convinced it was you. And then, like you said, you were climbing it in the daylight. So it was just a stranger uh, that was out in the middle of the night. It might have been. I was, I was coming up at uh, first light. Yeah. It was um, just my, because my head torch died right going up the climb there. And, um, <laughs> And, uh, and and we um, but no, it, it was it's interesting because um, I had um, yeah, I don't know, like I, I probably went a bit too slow for a couple of hours there in the night, and but I think you would have benefited from a pacer, do you think? Yes and no, but I also there's a part of me I like the idea of doing it by myself. I think I've told you before. Yeah, I, I like, like to think too. I, I like that the lone wolf. I'm the lone wolf. <laughs> I, everyone, you know, it's hard. It gets hard, but then it gets really awesome you know like when you do actually conquer it on your own yeah yeah and you sort of have a little a little feeling of superiority like oh well i did it by myself (laughs) exactly yeah no it's good yeah so um anyway i probably should um i probably should let you go back to um to i I should probably seeing as we're in lockdown i've got my children they're probably burning the the house down trying to cook food um (laughs) um, you can see i can at least hear my child's running a muck around me <laughs> oh, he's Probably doing great he's doing great no, and look i think it's, yeah it's good you just gotta let him go so you've got a free range at sometimes with the kids they <laughs> but yeah like, i'm surprised at how noisy he can be while free ranging though this has been yeah a new experience <laughs> he's, he's walking around there that's good <laughs> yeah. yeah that's great um all right then so what would i'll uh we'll say farewell on the podcast here and um Thanks for thanks for the chat, Sonia. Well, thank you for having me on again on your podcast. <laughs> uh, my pleasure. I think lots of people are going to enjoy um, hearing the in, the the details of your amazing running. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>